Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 421. It is Thursday, August 26, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, in New Hampshire town. Loses $2.3 million to overseas scammers. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Hello and happy Thursday. Glad you're here with me. Glad to have everybody listening, all 51 or so of you. It's great. Great numbers. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be spectacular. If you do that, maybe we'll get to 52 tomorrow. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search, join the group. And if you are in business for yourself or you have a reason to network, sales position or whatever it might be, join the Main Street Networking Facebook group. Join one of our meetings. We have several now set up. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Main Street Networking. Join the group and partake in all of the activities let's jump into the news we have a few updates to start with f5 releases august 2021 security advisory f5 has released a security advisory on vulnerabilities affecting multiple versions of big ip and big iq for august 2021 Uh, i did see somewhere that allegedly one of those is already being exploited so you'll want to take care of that if you are using f5 in your environment and you should go to support.f5.com slash CSP slash article slash K5097455 to review the security advisory. OpenSSL releases security update. OpenSSL has released a security update to address vulnerabilities affecting versions 1.1.1K and below. An attacker could exploit these vulnerabilities to cause a denial service condition. You obviously don't want that, so you should update OpenSSL if you are using it. And that that review, that advisory is at openssl.org slash news slash secadv slash 2021-80, sorry, slash 2021-0824.txt. VMware releases security updates for multiple products. VMware has released security updates to address vulnerabilities in multiple products that an attacker can exploit to... um, take control of affected systems that advisory is vmsa-2021-0018 if you're using vmware in your environment you should review that to see if any of the products that you are using are impacted by this vmware.com slash security slash advisory slash vmsa-2021-0018.html and let's jump into some news now on threat post California man hacked iCloud accounts to steal nude photos. How Kauchi, it's H A O K O U C H I, pleaded guilty to four felonies and a hacker for hire scam that used socially engineered emails to trick people out of their credentials. A California man impersonated an Apple customer support tech in a socially engineered email campaign that stole people's iCloud's passwords to break into accounts and collected upwards of 620,000 private photos and videos. How Kyo Chi of La Puente has agreed to plead guilty to four felonies, including conspiracy to gain unauthorized access to a computer 
in a scam that ultimately aimed to steal and share nude images of young women, according to court records in a report by the Los Angeles Times. Chi admitted to marketing himself as a hacker for hire that could break into iCloud accounts using the moniker iCloud Ripper for you. He then would dupe people into giving up their Apple IDs and passwords so he could steal photos from where they were stored in the iCloud on servers. I don't even know who was involved, she told the LA Times, according to the report. The case underscores the increased privacy risk people face when using cloud-based services from trusted partners like Apple to store personal images and other info online with criminals socially engineering phishing campaigns that seem more and more convincing. It's becoming increasingly easy for clever threat actors to fool people into giving up credentials that put their hosted data at risk. Uh, this is just a it's social engineering and I don't mean to minimize it because I realize that it's a big problem but with a little bit of education you you definitely can protect yourself from this occurring to you you know would Apple be calling you or emailing you asking for your password Apple would never email you to ask you for your password so just you know things like that you, you have to understand that would not happen and so Take that with a grain of salt and be and beyond be done with it. On the hacker news, new sidewalk backdoor targets US based computer retail business. A computer retail company based in the US was the target of a previously undiscovered implant called Sidewalk as a part of a recent campaign undertaken by a Chinese advanced persistent threat group, primarily known for singling out entities in East and Southeast Asia. Slovak cybersecurity firm ESET attributed the malware to an advanced persistent threat it tracks under the moniker Sparkling Goblin, and an adversary believed to be connected to the Win-T Umbrella Group, that's W-I-N-N-T-I, noting its similarities to another backdoor dubbed Crosswalk that was put to use by the same threat actor in 2019. Sidewalk is a modular backdoor that can dynamically load additional modules sent from the command and control server, makes use of Google Docs as a dead drop resolver, and Cloudflare workers as a command and control server. ESET researchers Tabal Pasili and Matthew Tatar said in a report published Tuesday, it can also properly handle communication behind a proxy. Since first emerging on the threat landscape in 2019, Sparkling Goblin has been linked to several attacks aimed at Hong Kong universities using backdoors such as Spider and Shadowpad, the latter of which has become a preferred malware of choice among multiple Chinese threat clusters in recent years. Over the past year, the collective has hit a broad range of organizations and verticals around the world with particular focus on the academic institutions lo located in Bahrain, Canada, Georgia, India, Macau, Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, Taiwan, and the U.S. Other target entities include media companies, religious organizations, e-commerce platforms, computer electronics manufacturers, and local governments. Sidewalk is characterized as an encrypted shellcode which is deployed via a .NET loader that takes care of the reading, the encrypted shellcode from disk, decrypting it, and injecting it into a legitimate process using the process hollowing technique. Next phase of the infection commences with Sidewalk establishing communication with the command and control server with the malware retrieving the encrypted IP address from the Google Docs document. The decrypted IP address is 80.85.155.80, that command and control server uses a self-signed certificate for the facebook int.com domain 
This domain has been attributed to Barium by Microsoft, which partially overlaps with what we define as WinT group. As this IP address is not the first one to be used by the malware, it is considered to be a fallback one, the researcher said, meaning there's another one out there somewhere, besides at least one more. Besides using HTTPS protocol for command and control communication, Sidewalk is designed to load arbitrary plugins sent from the server, amass information from running processes, and exfiltrate the results back to a remote server. Sidewalk is previously undocumented backdoor used by the Sparkling Goblin, Goblin APT group. It was most likely produced by the same developers as those behind Crosswalk, with which it shares many design structures and implemented implementation details, the researchers concluded. So um, here you have a new variant of a malware that was targeting Asia and Southeast Asia is now targeting U.S.-based computer retail businesses, and it sounds like they successfully got into one, at least one. On Bleepy Computer, Microsoft will add secure preview for Office 365 quarantined emails. Microsoft is updating Defender for Office 365 to protect customers from embedded email threats while previewing quarantined emails. Microsoft Defender for Office 365, previously Office 365 Advanced Threat Protection, provides Office 365 enterprise email accounts with protection from multiple threats, including business email compromise and credential phishing, as well as automated attack remediation. The soon-to-be-released update is designed to limit users' exposure to unwanted or malicious content by adding additional security controls to block embedded threats. It works just like the feature that blocks pixel tracking in regular email clients, but it prevents threat actors from knowing a target has loaded an image or other embedded content. We're changing the way users preview quarantine messages to provide additional security against embedded threats. With this change, some components in quarantine messages will be distorted and not displayed by default. To see the full contents of the message, users can choose to reveal the full message. Besides secured preview of quarantine messages, Microsoft Defender for 365 will also roll out other key quarantine management features that will make it easier for security operations teams and end users to try triage emails. Those features include quarantine folder policy and user release request workflow, customer organization branding, streamlined email submission from the quarantine portal, robust release of bulk quarantine emails, and quarantine support for shared mailboxes. Finate Cyber Gang, gang okay, try again. Let's do that again. Finate Cyber Crime Gang backdoors U.S. orgs with new sardonic malware. A financially motivated cyber crime gang has breached and backdoored the network of U.S. financial organization with a new malware known dubbed or dubbed as sardonic by Bitdefender researchers who first spotted it. Finate, the threat actor behind the incident, has been active since at least January 2016 and is known for targeting retail, restaurant, hospitality, healthcare, and entertainment industries with the end goal of stealing payment card data from POS systems. The threat actor's malicious arsenal includes a large assortment of tools and tactics ranging from POS malware, and those include bad hatch, post slurp, or punch track, power sniff, or punch buggy, or shell T, to Windows Zero Day exploits and spear phishing. Since FireEye first spotted, spotted them, Finate has orchestrated multiple large-scale but sporadic campaigns that impacted hundreds of organizations. Sardonic is a new C++-based backdoor 
the finny threat actors deployed on target systems likely via social engineering or spear phishing to the group's favorite attack methods. While the malware is still under de development, its functionalities include system information harvesting, command execution on compromised devices, and plug-in system designed to load and execute further malware payloads delivered as DLLs. So be aware, especially if you're in any of those industries and you, you have POSs, they may be coming for you next. It sounds like they got into one. Um, the wording here says, backdoored the network of a U.S. financial organization, but it does not say who it was. So I don't know what that means. I'm sure we'll be hearing about it in the next few days, though. New Hampshire town loses $2.3 million to overseas scammers. Peterborough, a small New Hampshire town, has lost $2.3 million after BEC scammers redirected several bank transfers using forged documents sent to the town's finance department staff in multiple email exchanges. BEC scammers use various tactics, including phishing and social engineering, to compromise or impersonate their target's business email accounts, allowing them to redirect pending or future payments to bank accounts they control. Town officials discovered the attack on July 26, when the Conville School District notified them that they didn't receive a $1.2 million monthly transfer. On August 18th, while investigating this incident, Peterborough's finance department staff discovered that two other bank transfers meant for a general contractor on Town's Main Street Bridge project were diverted to attackers' bank accounts. Investigators into these forged email exchanges showed that they originated overseas. These criminals were very sophisticated and took advantage of the transparent nature of public sector work to identify the most valuable transactions and focus their actions on diverting those transfers. Select Board Chair Tyler Ward and Town Administrator Nicole Max Day said in a press release published on Monday. Finance Department staff targeted in this BEC scam are now on leave until an ongoing U.S. Secret Service Cyber Fraud Task Force investigation is concluded. However, it is not believed that they were involved in the attack. We are now waiting to hear from our coverage provider if those losses will be covered, whether in whole or in part. Town Administration is exploring all options available and has reached out to our legislative delegation in the Governor's Office for support. We do not believe that the funds can be recovered by reversing the transactions, and we do not yet know if these losses will be covered by insurance. The FBI warned in June of scammers impersonating construction companies and ongoing business email compromise attacks to defraud their private and public sector clients. In May, Microsoft also detected a a large-scale BC campaign that targeted more than 120 organizations using typo-squatted domains, meaning if you if your domain is paypal.com, they might purchase paypa1.com or something like that. South Florida, these are, so we have a few HIPAA breaches here to talk about, or HIPAA updates, I should say. South Florida Community Care Plan has discovered a former employee sent internal documents containing the protected health information of plan members to a personal email account. The breach was discovered on June 21st during a review of the former employee's email account. An investigation was launched into the unauthorized activity, which determined on June 21st that the documents contain the following types of plan member information, names, addresses, dates of birth, member identification numbers, primary care physician names, diagnoses, procedure billing codes, approved services and or procedure types. The sending of plan members' information to a personal email account is a violation of South Florida Community Care Plan policies. However, no evidence was found to indicate the information was sent outside the scope of the former employee's employment. 
South Florida Community Care Plan said data security is one of its top priorities and steps were taken to prevent unauthorized data access and exfiltration. The employee's email and login credentials were revoked at the time employment came to an end. A full audit was conducted into the activities of the employee within the IT system and all company-issued equipment was recovered. A further audit was then conducted into the employee's actions while employed at CCP to ensure there were no other instances of unauthorized activity. All individuals affected by the incident have now been notified as a precaution against identity theft and fraud, have been provided with complimentary credit monitoring services. Affected individuals have been advised to monitor their accounts and credit reports over the next 12 to 24 months for any signs of suspicious activity. Um, does not say how many people, but it has been reported, so it's not showing up on the breach portal, but it, uh, it supposedly has been reported to the OCR. The U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, has or was impersonated in phishing campaign that has resulted in the exposure of protected health information of approximately 12,000 patients of the Utah healthcare provider Revere Health. The phishing attack was rapidly detected by Reveal Health IT team, which quickly secured the mailbox to block unauthorized access. According to a breach, notice published Reveal Health, the mailbox was only compromised for around 45 minutes on June 21st. I guess that was a popular day. An investigation was launched into the breach to determine whether any information, information in the email account was viewed or downloaded. While it was not possible to tell whether emails in the account were accessed or exfiltrated, Reveal Health said it was has monitored the internet and has found no instances of patient data being shared online. Review of the emails and email attachments confirmed they contain the protected health information of patients of the heart of Dixie Cardiology Department in St. George, which which included medical record numbers, dates of birth, provider names, procedures, and insurance provider names, but no financial information or highly sensitive data. Rear Health believes the aim of the attack was not to gain access to the patient data, but to use the email account for a more sophisticated phishing attack on Revere Health employees. Given the short window of opportunity and the limited nature of the data contained in the account, the risk to patients is perceived to be low. Patients have been advised to be vigilant against any attempted misuse of their data. It does go on to say that USAID, that's the U.S. Agency for International Development, had been recently impersonated by Russian threat group Nobelium in a phishing campaign. I don't know if that's related to this or not. But it is the same group that compromised SolarWinds. And one final note about HIPAA, California Department of Justice must be notified about breaches of health data of 500 or more California residents. So if you're a healthcare provider or uh, you know any of the covered entities or business associates are breached and you have 500 or more California residents in that breach, you have to report it to the California Department of Justice and the OCR now. Um, so you're going to be looking at potential fines, penalties from both sides now, along with some other stuff. So again, take note that if you do business in California and you are a covered entity or a business associate and you are breached and there's 500 or more California residents, you will have to report to the California De Department of Justice and the OCR. That is going to do it for this edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.